A lot of us have heard about separation anxiety, but how many of us know why it happens? The first thing that comes to mind when hearing separation anxiety is the negative emotions you feel when you've been separated from someone you love. A few examples of that could be a long distance relationship, a parent being in the armed forces, a friend moving to a different city for their college, and a lot more. Although, separation anxiety can occur even in the presence of someone. It may occur when you're too attached to an individual, so much so that their absence makes you feel uncomfortable at times. On this episode of Yours Mentally, we learn all about separation anxiety. This episode is in conversation with Ketaki, who is a counseling psychologist. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So on today's episode where we talk about separation anxiety and abandonment issues, Ketaki, what is separation anxiety and what are the signs that a person has it? That's in fact a good question to start with, Aman. Separation anxiety can be understood as a spectrum. So something that is appropriate, normal for a particular age and to where it fits a criteria for a disorder. So separation anxiety disorder is diagnosed when an individual displays an unusually strong fear or anxiety about being separated from this person that they feel attached to. It is also understood as separation anxiety when the distress is unusual for the person's developmental level. It is prolonged and it is very severe. Now, what is important to note here is that for a child between 8 months to 13 to 15 months, it's normal to express some distress when being separated from a parent or a primary caregiver. But when this continues, it's going to start interfering with the child. So, for example, when they have to go to school or difficulty while staying at a friend's house or even just being in the in a different room by themselves. In adults, now that's not developmentally appropriate when it happens in adults. And we will, you know, look at how it kind of has its roots in childhood. But for adults, it may interfere their normal developmental activities. Like when they have to move out of home or get married or become independent, that gets very difficult if there are, if there's lingering separation anxiety. For adults, it will have its root in childhood but sometimes there are also traumatic events in adulthood that may result in this anxiety being developed a lot of times separation anxiety is also coupled with other things so there's you know panic disorder agoraphobia or generalized anxiety disorder which comes along with you know so the, both of it exist can exist together so ketaki how do you differentiate between general clinginess and separation anxiety Okay, so clinginess can be a sign of anxiety. Okay, this may stem from fears of separation or fears of being abandoned or it sometimes even when if it is left unaddressed, clinginess is left unaddressed, it can develop into separation fears and abandonment issues. Yeah, so when you start noticing this in children also, so you know, how are you going to see it? They feel anxious to say goodbye or they'll start throwing tantrums when, you know, they sense separation. These are all Mm -hmm. hallmarks. These are all like your flags that there's possible separation anxiety, possible all this clinginess. It's possibly leading towards a deeper fear. Now, while like we discussed the healthy reactions for certain ages, that is there. When you start seeing that this is lasting beyond the child's first birthday, it can also recur till four years. But anything that is persistent that needs to be paid attention to, you know. So clinginess can develop into separation anxiety, can be sign of separation anxiety. But by itself, for that particular age group, it's okay for a child to be display signs of clinginess when they, there's separation or when, you know, also in the presence of a stranger. So Ketaki, are there any specific age groups or certain kinds of people who are more prone to having separation anxiety? You know, this is very interesting. For a long time, 
separation anxiety was thought to be only a childhood disorder and something that even continues today is that it is more common it is one of the most common forms of anxiety disorders for children younger than 12 years mm-hmm. but now it is also recognized as an adult disorder mm-hmm. in fact in 2006 sheer found out that adults who were diagnosed with separation anxiety the roots could be in childhood they could also have developed it in adulthood so while it is something that develops in childhood it can persist into adulthood sometimes there are traumatic events that can also cause it to develop in adulthood right so ketaki can you tell me what are some unhealed signs of abandonment hmm okay so people with abandonment issues may experience primarily a lot of problems in relationships any sort of relationships you know and and the reason here is because they fear that the other person will leave them right yeah. and as the word says so as we are talking about abandonment there's a constant persistent fear that the other person is going to leave them some noticeable signs of this are these people they will always want to you know please others a lot of times they also get perceived as people pleasers they will end up getting giving too much in a relationship yeah so you'll find them saying that hey i invested so much in this relationship and you can visibly see them contributing so much more in a relationship there's a yeah. constant insecurity in romantic partnerships friendships now what that insecurity can make them do is you know there's constant seeking of approval there's constant seeking of validation constant seeking of emotional guarantee that you're going to be there for me and you will stay here with me and a constant need for reassurance that way sometimes this also manifests into the need to control others control mm-hmm. these friends control the your romantic partner a lot of times the fear of abandonment or some wounds that have not healed can lead you to continue staying in unhealthy relationships you know because you're scared that if this does not exist then like the meaning of my life is lost so mm-hmm. you continue staying in unhealthy relationships even though it is harming you a lot of times there is also this tendency of almost like jumping from one relationship to another okay mm-hmm. so i'm going to leave you before you have a chance to leave me and i'm jumping from one to another and the next relationship mm-hmm. a lot of times i also have multiple other relationships equally intimate now that is almost like it's a fallback for me so if mm-hmm. you leave me that's okay i have somebody else mm-hmm. yeah it's like securing yourself a lot of times i'm also testing for trust okay so these mm-hmm. people tend to test you test the their partners their friends in relationships okay so mm-hmm. they may engage in a lot of sabotaging behaviors sometimes but it's almost like you know i'm going if you remember that scene from burfi mm-hmm. where he drops the lamp the lamp post mm-hmm. you know although that does not line but it's almost you know if there was an emotional way to express this it is almost i'm going to test you to ensure that you stay mm-hmm. which may lead into very damaging behaviors for the relationship as much as they can and as much as they want to get involved in emotionally there there's also this fear of too much emotional involvement mm-hmm. so this like they're holding themselves back from completely you know being there in the relationship because there's constant fear that if i give too much i may get hurt if i give give too much i may get rejected so there's they're constantly trying to balance that now if mm-hmm. you see a lot of this aman is so much so contradictory you know that they mm-hmm. want to give too much but they want to hold themselves back or they want to jump they can jump from one relationship to another but they also want that secure person to hold themselves and that's really the push and pull of that abandonment wounds can give you right so ketaki why do abandonment issues develop 
and can you give us a few common situations in which abandonment issues develop so like we looked at how it develops in childhood or there's a higher probability of it developing in childhood so experiences so if you've had experiences with abandonment it can be physical abandonment or emotional abandonment so in physical actual physical separation from your caregiver or in emotional if there's been neglect even scarcity of resources can lead to the development of abandonment issues so when we say issues what we are saying is we are scared we are worried about being abandoned fears of abandonment can usually be traced back to specific painful experiences where you were hurt betrayed or abandoned by, abandoned by somebody that you trusted and as a child we are going to usually trust our caregiver so if this caregiver has been neglectful if they have been unresponsive to your emotional emotions to your feelings to your needs as a child that yeah. can be one of the reasons if you have had a caregiver who was physically or emotionally intimidating or even abusive that can lead to these issues also a very important but often you know overlooked factor is that if there have been caregivers who were inconsistent you know inconsistent meaning their presence and attention was never yeah. guaranteed okay so sometimes they were very warm very affectionate and then sometimes they were cold and unresponsive because of whatever you know whatever reasons they thought were appropriate that for a child becomes very confusing and this you know can also lead to a very self sabotaging attachment pattern but basically having a caregiver who was inconsistent can lead you to be constantly worried about am i going to have this attention later will i have this love again and also for a child it all becomes that you know it's because of me this egocentrism at that age which is why it's all about you know if you ignore me if a, if my mother ignores me it's because of me it's because of something that i did that's how the child perceives it or if the parent has been or the caregiver has been separated or they've been absent due to death or loss or divorce that can also have that impact and as we grow up and when we are looking at how can it develop in when we are adolescent or when we turn adults sudden losses so sudden losses through death or the loss of a relationship can also cause these like those are traumatic events where a person that you were close to suddenly got separated that can mm -hmm. lead to and that is not closed that wound is not closed so that can lead you to developing abandonment issues right so ketaki after being abandoned by a partner or a loved one in an unprecedented situation what can one do to help themselves you know that's like a very precarious and difficult situation to be in because it's one of our most fundamental needs we need connections we are social people social animals so we need connections and for a connection to survive there needs to be trust so when you have been you know in an unprecedented situation but you feel like you've been abandoned for whatever reason that trust is broken there's no safety there's loss of safety there's loss of care there's loss of love and there's that you know it all pans out to the loss of connection so what we can do what in case this were to happen what we can do is begin first by asking the right questions so instead of why did this person leave me because it won't get you answer it because right now when i'm looking at why did this person leave me my answer depends on the other person or on the situation instead turning that question into why is this impacting me so deeply or what does this bring up in me this allows you like this change in direction of your thinking process allows you to take like complete responsibility for your own recovery with that it's important to remember that pain management means time management like if you if you want to manage how much it's hurting you're going to have to give it time yeah so build in 
your daily activities that are you know towards creation so there's been a loss there's been a break in a relationship in a trusted connection substitute that or add into your daily activities something that is life sustaining so mm-hmm. you know spend more time with supportive friends spend time in now we also have support groups so spend time in a support group that understands what you're going through or even you know seeing a therapist so mm-hmm. create this quality comforts sometimes even adopting a pet or having a pet around really helps to you know having that meaningful connection in life so have those for you those are like your life sustaining connections also bring in structure so for example if you're working or if you're studying then there is a structure to your day so that also helps to ground you so bring in structure so now that we are working from home and structures are a little disrupted first thing you do is you know there's so much chaos going on try and bring a little more structure to your day organize the space around you that kind of gives you internal organization also and next is whenever possible whenever you feel ready for it get into the moment and try and stay there as long as possible so whenever you feel like the pain is okay better now manageable try and sit with that pain and you know address it heal it the more you suppress that pain the more it is going to you know we spoke about unhealed wounds the more you suppress it the more it's going to develop into something that you don't want so whenever you feel ready for it sit with it address it heal it sometimes we can do it by ourselves sometimes we need somebody to sit with us do all of that but mm-hmm. definitely do not ignore addressing this to do this what helps is find your strengths or focus on your strengths as a human being so for your for example all through if you have been working through abandonment issues you know your worst fear has been losing somebody but now through the situation that fear has been realized like the worst has happened so find your strengths to be able to so but you're still living you're still surviving find what is that motivator that drive that thing that is keeping you alive that's your strength as a human being and that's what makes you unique right so ketaki how do you start trusting people again after developing abandonment issues from a previous relationship okay there are going to be lingering issues and thoughts that you will have so if i have been hurt in a relationship i've tried to heal it as much as possible now i feel ready for a new relationship but when i'm entering a relationship or when i'm in that relationship the thought of hey this has happened because that memory of the past relationship still exists when we are healing a wound we are not making it disappear so the thought the memory is still present so when i'm seeing anything that seems similar to the last relationship that thought of hey you were abandoned the last time hey this happened last time also all those thoughts are going to come and that guides how we feel about trusting this new person now to be able to do that when you when you notice that i'm noticing similar patterns and this person is also going to abandon me when you hear that thought for the first time pause give it time it it is very natural for this thought to come in but give it time okay notice that this person is not the same person as last time notice how the situation is similar but also is different and with trust like you know like all our age old wisdom says it takes time to develop so if you have been hurt before take your time you don't have to jump head on into the waters dip your toes test the water temperature see how it is know your triggers so what are the things that heighten your fear about abandonment know how you respond so when these triggers exist how do you respond what do you do know yourself invest in that level of self awareness because you need it it's fantastic you need all of that information and then 
most importantly trust begins with yourself so can you trust yourself to find the right person mm-hmm. that's important if i've developed that connection with myself if i trust myself that yes last time was horrible but i trust myself to find the right person do you have that connection with yourself that is when you can proceed to trust somebody else right okay so ketaki what are some do's and don'ts for a person who is in a relationship with someone who has separation anxiety okay so that is going to be a tough place for you to be in now if you have we have covered what are some signs that tell you that you know some a person may be going through separation anxiety or may have some lingering abandonment issues now that you have known how to identify it now that you know how to look at it let's look at you know what can you do if you are in a relationship with somebody who goes through this it's it's a very precarious situation because you know if you do bring up these concerns their instinct their first response is going to be to to challenge you to challenge if they can trust you to challenge your loyalty to them okay yeah. so while it is difficult and all everybody will have like a very different flavor texture of how they experience or feel the fear of abandonment there are some things that we can you know definitely do a lot of times in these relationships whenever there are triggers of separation triggers of abandonment triggers of distance between both the partners both both the people both the parties involved in the relationship it will lead to highly emotional conversations you know very charged up conversations but what we need to remember is that these conversations in the end they're going to be unproductive mm-hmm. yeah, nothing comes out of them so when this happens when you notice that you know the emotional temperatures are going really high everybody is getting very intense try and pause the conversation yeah the best mm-hmm. way to do this is for a moment breathe and stay silent now let them let this other person then know after mm-hmm. you have paused after you have taken that deep breath let this other person know that you need to step away for some time yeah it could be in the same space it could be that you need your distance but let them know that you need like space yeah you need to step away from that situation now the moment you stay step away it may again trigger feelings of that you know you're abandoning me but to be able to alleviate those those fears in that moment tell them where you're going tell them how long are you going to take and tell them when you will return yeah so set mm-hmm. expectations right yeah. again if the abandonment if the issue has been really charged up if abandonment issues are very very severe try as much as possible to not step away too far but take your space you need that space if you want to help somebody else you need the space first and when you return the mm-hmm. emotional temperatures have definitely gone down and it's easier for you to then have the conversation for these people validation is very important so when you're supporting a loved one when you're supporting someone who's going through this a friend an intimate partner then you need to know that you need to acknowledge their feelings without any judgment or bias they're also very they also can recognize nonverbal signals very very easily so try and stay honest try practice nonjudgmental acceptance of feelings of emotions of thoughts so that it it is something that you translate into the relationship also so whenever they express so for example when they express a fear try validating it tell them that it's okay it's not unreasonable to have this fear it's okay it's human that is something that they need to hear what you should not do is invalidate them yeah so using statements as when they are expressing fears and using statements as it's okay just let it go everything happens for a reason or why are you making such a big deal out of everything mm-hmm. that's the worst one so yeah. try not to use statements like that and yeah. while 
having these conversations you know another thing that happens and we should not engage on is so a person with who has this fear who has abandonment issues mm-hmm. may use facial expressions they may use vague body language to draw attention mm-hmm. okay so they're trying to because they fear that you will leave they're trying to do something to engage you to hold on to you okay doing that or giving into that only reinforces that this is the way that i get attention mm-hmm. yeah so try not to take it's almost like an emotional bait try not to take it yeah i feel like another thing to just to add to this yeah, like sure. you should never tell them that you understand what they're going through because you probably don't understand what they're absolutely going through, you know? yeah like yeah. i think it's a very common thing that a lot of people do you know a lot of people mm-hmm. they keep like when someone talks to them about their problems they keep saying yeah i understand you know and mm. then they go and we feel like it's a good response it's it's not it's, it's not a good yeah. yeah it's not a good response at all like mm. you don't understand like it's everyone has like not every like you know everyone has unique problems not everyone mm. can have the same problem it's it's yeah. different from person to person so mm. you should always like instead of saying i understand you should be like i hear you like you know mm. so that i least, hear you yeah. ask them you know and, it also so if you're going if somebody sharing and they're going through something really tough and i instead of saying hey i understand or i know what that feels like instead of that if i ask you that sounds tough how does it feel to you you know it also gets them to focus on how they're feeling so mm-hmm. take like a moment from their headspace and come into oh how am i feeling that gets them also like a little bit of emotional awareness also right so lastly ketaki can you talk about how we could possibly treat separation anxiety and abandonment issues so you know separation anxiety has the word anxiety in it mm-hmm. which means for anxiety there is a set of strategies that we can use i have this formula that i use a lot myself i also use share it with everybody who might who it might help so mm-hmm. anxiety it is distract relax mm-hmm. and then examine your thoughts okay so when you're going through anxiety you're going through a very intense emotional space Yeah. so in that moment you may need a momentary distraction it could be talking to a talking to a random person about something absolutely different mm-hmm. change the topic or try and do something absolutely different so if i'm or change the room yeah so take that break from your thoughts the moment you switch physically move physically change the topic of conversation it gives your mind a break from all the thoughts that are coming in post that once there is anxiety your body has responded to that anxiety so there's a physical response happening for that relax we have multiple ways of relaxation taking from you know right from drinking some warm water to taking a hot shower bath or anything that you know helps to relax or calm you some people exercise some people do yoga play with your pet whatever relax calm that response mm-hmm. down uh-huh. then come back to your thoughts to look at what i was thinking was that a thought or was that a fact like do i know 100% that what i was thinking is true ask yourself what is it that is that i can control those are two strategies to examining your thoughts that are very helpful can be applied to any situation yeah mm-hmm. so treat work with your anxiety first then there are certain methods such as you know give your day a structure like we spoke about it yeah so that works very well with anxiety of any sort so plan your day give it structure so that you know what's happening yeah mm-hmm. so that you can and that gives your anxiety a little bit of rest if you if there's too much uncertainty too much not structured chaos in the day your anxiety is going to be awake the whole day yeah mm-hmm. so plan your day and from time to time with regular intervals 
try separation mm-hmm. now because you're particularly working with separation anxiety give yourself a little bit of exposure so like for example how you can do this and implement this in your daily routine maybe go for a walk alone or go gro- grocery shopping alone or stay at home alone maybe on a sunday treat yourself in a restaurant by yourself just mm-hmm. go for a lunch date with yourself see how that feels of course you don't have to do this the whole day take 15 minutes start with 5 minutes 10 minutes an hour whatever you're comfortable with but practice that and see what that makes you feel like yeah extend it as you go and with this what we can also do is one you know cognitive behavioral therapy cbt is another form of therapy that has worked wonders like it works brilliantly with separation anxiety disorder so this mm-hmm. method it is reserved for people however who can express their thoughts and feelings okay so cognitive so it relies a lot on being able to read and understand your thoughts yeah mm-hmm. so we did like one practice of examining thoughts if you have been able to do it then cognitive behavioral therapy works brilliantly it focuses on what are the thought patterns like what are the recurrent repetitive thought patterns that are causing your anxiety sometimes we have like a you know we looked at how a past relationship can impact my current relationship so sometimes cbt can help you distinguish that they are two different relationships two different situations two different people yeah mm-hmm. so that's that's how cbt works and to add on to this i will definitely say that when you feel like when you have recognized that either you or somebody close to you has these issues and concerns definitely consult with a professional it is the best form of self care that you can provide for yourself yeah there are professionals who are trained to work with this so now that you know mental health stigma is also reducing every single day like every single day we are taking steps towards mental wellness take this step for yourself right i feel like there's so much to learn from you like the whole the entire episode on like hmm, okay do not know this if uh, like, well, this may be in yeah i should yeah, tell you like, then there's so much to read yeah and then, i mean like it was good learning and i feel like even for everyone listening i'm sure it'll be a good learning a lot of things that you know i feel like people were doing or saying wrong now they'll probably understand it better so thank you ketaki for being with us this was very interesting aman And good to meet you. Yeah, same here. And to everyone listening, thank you again. And I'll see you in the next episode.